Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, As I mentioned last week, while we're in the middle of planning for season eight of the Firetime podcast, we are going to be doing a series of episodes where we play you an article that was released in the Firetime magazine, and I listen to it in real time as well, and then give you just a rapid reaction. As I listen to these articles that are coming out every month, they are unbelievable, and I want to highlight one from a few months back that Grant Falco wrote called Three Lies That Are Killing Your Business. If you haven't heard this yet, it is absolutely incredible, but stick around because at the end of the article, I'm going to jump back on as I listen to it in real time and give you my thoughts about this article. Three Lies That Are Killing Your Business by Grant Falco. We're doing great. We're 12 weeks out on installs. We just can't find good help anymore. We can't compete with online retailers and big box stores. At one point or another, I've said each of these phrases, and I never used to think they were hurting my family's business. I was given the keys to that business just over nine years ago. The next day, I got clobbered by a tidal wave of responsibility that I never knew existed. I remember thinking, what should I do now? What's my actual job? Suddenly, I was responsible for efficiently running the business. I was responsible for each employee's success. I was responsible for the company's future growth. And nothing I had done had prepared me to take on all of that. Looking back, I now know that these phrases were actually lies I was telling myself. It's been a few years since I've uttered any of them, but I still hear others say them all the time. It always makes me cringe. And that's why I wrote this article. Lie number one, we're doing great. We're 12 weeks out on installs. We've all said this or some version of it over the years. Maybe that's because we think it's a subtle way to tell people that we're succeeding. But is that really the case? Does being out that far really mean that we're winning? Honestly, I don't think so. If your installation schedule is past six weeks, I firmly believe that your number one objective should be to train another installation crew. Of course, that doesn't happen overnight. Instead, it takes an entire off-season to get them there. And that's why you need to start right now. Truth be told, we've held our companies and our industry back for years because we haven't figured out the seasonality of our business. We tend to retreat every off-season, but we should be investing back into our teams during that time so we're ready for the next busy season. I know it's scary to hold on to staff over the off-season. But if you want to be successful, you've got to figure out how to do it. So how can you make it work? Here's the bottom line. You'll never figure out how to hold on to staff during the off-season until you start doing it. You've just got to commit to the approach and go for it. Once you do, you'll start seeing short-term and long-term gains. Because investing in the off-season will lead to a big payoff in the busy season. So you'll get a return on your investment. Think about this. What if you could invest $50,000 now and get $250,000 back within a year? You'd be crazy to ignore that opportunity, right? Yet every off-season, we overlook similar investments by laying off our employees or having them do other jobs. 
As a result, we never do what we so badly need to do. Invest. We should be making better sales goals, teaching new installation teams, working on our weaknesses, improving our training programs, reviewing our processes, fixing our trucks. The list goes on and on. To drive home my point about this investment opportunity, consider the revenue each crew can make during the busy season. For this example, let's assume your average sale is $4,800 and your average season is 130 days. If you've got one crew, that equals $624,000. Two crews, $1,248,000. Three crews, $1,872,000. Four crews, $2,496,000. And five crews, $3,120,000. With these numbers in mind, consider this question. What if you changed the way you talked about your business seasons? What if you said invest season instead of off season? What if you said payoff season instead of busy season? If you try this, you'll quickly come to see that it reminds everyone on your team whether you're in payoff mode or invest mode. And I can tell you from experience that this simple strategy works because it puts everyone on the same page. During the invest season, you need to do three main things. One, set performance and investment goals. Two, create key performance indicators that will help you reach those goals. And three, execute weekly meetings with performance reviews, investment opportunities, and hot topics. At Falco's, we went from two crews in 2017 to four crews in 2019, and we're going to have five or six crews this next year. We're no different than anyone else, except we've invested back into our install teams tenfold by executing during the invest season and following the three steps above. In short, you want to make sure your installers are happy and your customers get exactly what they expect. But you also want to make a lot of money along the way. Investing back into your business is how you make that happen. Line number two, we just can't find good help anymore. This is probably the most popular phrase on the list. A recent Firetime Network poll asked, what's the hardest part about running your business? The most popular response, I can't find good people. I know how difficult it can be to find good employees. I also know that we often train those employees to work in our unique industry, only to have them leave and move on to something else. And I further know that this can get really, really frustrating. But to be honest, that's our problem to solve. Employees today want to be on a winning team, and you need to respond to that. For most of them, it's not about the money. It's not about having fun at work. It's not about the random bonuses you pay because you're afraid of losing them. It's about having good answers to the following questions. One, do they know what you expect of them? Two, do they feel there's a path for growth? Three, do their wins get recognized consistently? And four, do they learn from their losses? You need to put yourself in a position where you can honestly answer yes to every one of these questions. That's what your employees deserve. And that's what you deserve too. Line number three, we can't compete with online retailers and big box stores. I know this phrase sounds convincing, but it's just dead wrong. We can compete with online retailers and big box stores. In fact, we can even beat these companies at their own game. Think about it. Why do consumers purchase online? 
Because it's easy. Why do consumers purchase at big box stores? Because it's convenient. Why do they buy from you? Because you're the expert and they trust you. To get better, we need to focus on what we don't do well. And our industry doesn't do easy or convenient very well at all. We expect consumers to adapt to our ways, but we should be thinking about how we can adapt our businesses to them. One way we can do that is by making it really easy for our customers to buy online. Consumers want to shop when it's convenient for them, which is at home after you're closed. If you're not providing a 24-7 shopping experience, you're losing lots of customers. And that's not because of other online stores. It's because you're not there. I firmly believe that you can win customers over with trust if you make it easy and convenient to buy from you. Think of it as taking your showroom experience to them versus them coming to you. This can be done in several different ways, whether it's through an e-commerce website or the new Wi-Fi system that Tim Reed has developed. You can compete with online retailers and big box stores by focusing on these three things in this order. One, make doing business with you easy from start to finish. Two, make doing business with you convenient for the customer. And three, manage the consumer's expectations throughout the entire sales process. Of course, it's just plain difficult to manage consumer expectations, create convenience for customers, and make working with you really easy. And that's why most dealers don't do it. But there's an old axiom that says, hard gets easy. If that's true, and I think it is, then even these difficult tasks can get easier over time. And that's why you've got to start making changes today, because you'll need all the time that you can get. At this point, I hope you can see these three lies are just that. Lies. But if that's the case, why do so many people repeat them? I think most people probably recite them so they don't have to take chances, make changes, or face fears. But the reality is that giving into lies never gets us where we want to go. Only embracing truth can do that. And the truth is that most of us need to make bigger and better investments into our businesses, our employees, and our futures. Well, I hope you enjoyed that article. Gosh, as I listened to it along with you, man, it was it was really good. And there was a lot that spoke to me. So I want to hit a few things here. You know, these lies are a big deal. Uh, this first one really hits home. We're doing great. We're 12 weeks out in our installations. You know, man, we, we just should not look at that as a mark of pride. I mean, that should be a mark of shame. And I totally understand right now, I mean, as I'm recording this in real time at the end of 2021, gosh, labor is so hard to come by. People are leaving all over the place for greener pastures. I absolutely understand that you might be out 12 weeks. So that's understandable, but we shouldn't be proud of it. We shouldn't look at that as a good thing. Instead, we should look at it as, oh my gosh, we're out 12 weeks. This is horrible for our customers. And I got to do everything I can to try and bring that lead time down. One thing that I think about a lot is when it comes to really any time of year, our goal should be that that we're never out more than four to six weeks. Even even six weeks is really pushing it. For most people that are making these purchases, again, you know, when do they go shopping for a, a fireplace? They go shopping in October when it gets cold. And if they have to wait until, you know, Christmas to get that to get that in, good luck. I mean, they're probably gonna go somewhere else 
or they may go buy online or they may not buy at all and think, oh, well, we have to wait that long. We'll just go another year. Now, there are people that are willing to wait that long, but most aren't. We're, we're leaving so much business on the table. So I think it's good that he hit that. Um, you know, the idea of the invest season versus the payoff season is so big. These are words that Grant is just, he's really good about about using. As I, as I talk to him day in and day out, he's always using that terminology. And I want to be changing my terminology to use that same thing, like invest versus payoff. It, it makes sense. Like I was even just thinking about this, it, you know, my in my position with, with Wi-Fi, the last like three years for me have been investment where there's been like a lot of time and a lot of money being dumped into this thing to try and build it and get features done and everything. And, you know, the anticipation is that at some point there'd be a payoff in the future. But in your business, you know, while my journey with Wi-Fi has been a multi-year journey for that, a retail showroom has that cyclically. And in the invest season, you only have so much time to lay groundwork. And, and the things that I was thinking about is like, you know, if for your sales team, this season, as soon as it starts to slow down, like once we hit March, April, man, take those three, four months and build a follow-up system for your salespeople to start following up with customers where, you know, they're spending an hour a day or two days a week, they're spending an hour at their computer. They've got their customer dashboard or their CRM in front of them where they're looking at all their opportunities tracked by stage of the sales pipeline, calling customers, emailing them, updating notes. Okay, I need to call them back on this date. You know, I called Mrs. Smith. She's not ready for the in-home visit yet, but I promised I'd follow up again next week. So I'm documenting that and I'll be ready next week. Literally doing that in the invest season will transform your company and you'll be firing on all cylinders once it gets to the payoff season. Another thing you could do is, with installation crews, I know they're hard to come by, but one thing that that we make the mistake of is thinking that every installer needs to be able to do every kind of job, and that's just not true. You need someone on your staff that can do every kind of job, but you you don't need all your installers to. So, right now, you know, consider this this off season or this invest season. If you've got a two person crew where you've got like a helper and a lead or an associate and a lead, however you define it, I would just encourage you to split that crew. And hire two more helpers. And and the truth is, like, you know, hiring a helper, that can be an entry-level worker. That can be somebody young that's looking for a first job. That That is a position that, you know, you have a lot of flexibility in who you can bring in. And if your helper's been working for you for a couple years, I would bet that they can do some of the easier jobs. Like, you could pass off to them pellet inserts, basic wood inserts, gas inserts, where gas lines inside the fireplace. You could pass off to them wood stoves where you're not changing out the chimney pipe, you're reconnecting. There's a lot of different jobs that could go to that helper and really improve your business. And now that helper is a lead, so you can give them a little bit of a pay bump. You could even give them some incentive of like, if you can get this many jobs done per week or per month, you're going to get this kind of a bonus. I would absolutely encourage you to invest in that during this off season, during this invest season, this is the time to do it. And I, again, I, I know it's incredibly difficult to find help. We can we can talk about that, but there are people that are willing to work. I guess that rolls into Grant's last point that he had is, you know, one of the other lies that we tell ourselves is that we can't find any good help. Again, when I'm recording this right now, this is a very unique time, and so I'm 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 not going to lie and say that it's incredibly easy to find help, but it is possible. I mean, 
you know, for me, I, I've made hires in this last year that were terrific. You know, one of them had an existing job that they already liked, but they made the decision to come over here. And if you're losing people to other jobs, people would listen to you if you talk to them. And the thing that I was thinking about is like, when it comes to, to hiring somebody in, in Grant's questions that he wanted answered, the two that really hit me was, is there a path for growth and are wins celebrated? I mean, honestly, just going back to this installer helper position, you know, target somebody that's out of high school, you know, and they're not going to college. They're trying to figure out what to do with their life. You know, if you can give them a a position as a helper and just say that there's a path for growth and when they come to work, you celebrate the wins, you make them feel validated. You just tell them like, man, you're really good at this. I could see you doing all kinds of amazing things with your career that will inspire people to stay. It's not going to guarantee it, but, but it will inspire them to stay. If, if people know that there's a path that they can grow in, again, whether that's growth financially, growth with responsibility, or even just growth with, with you know, feeling more validated in what they do and more secure in their position, they'll stick with you. And, and if you celebrate wins, that's incredible. So many people go through life and, you know, everyone is just dogging on them to work for somebody that can, that can celebrate and affirm what they do well. I mean, that, that's incredible. You know, the final lie when he talked about we can't compete with online retailers and big box stores, th- that's a big one. And and the truth is that, you know, it has to be easy and convenient, just like Grant said. And our industry doesn't traditionally do this well. You know, I, I think the heart behind this whole podcast and even our, our opening mantra where we say, like, the goal is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. That was all put together because our industry is traditionally very hard to buy from. And we've talked about this at, at Nauseam that... You know, I can I can go into Tesla's website and design a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car in five minutes on my phone and, and pay for it. Like it's a pretty easy buying experience. You know, a customer's thinking, why is your stupid fireplace any different? Now, it is different, but customers don't know that. And because we sell a complex product, we always need to be thinking about ways to simplify what we do where possible and make it easy for the customer. So it's super important. I was laughing at the plug that he gave Wi-Fi. That was, I forgot about that. That was nice. But that's just one of many ways to do it. You don't, you don't have to use that system. You know, what, one thing that you could do is, you know, on your website, allow people to book appointments with you. I mean, like literally allow them to to book appointments with your service techs, allow them to book in-home visits with you out at their house, allow them to book times to come into the showroom. There's software you can use that will that will block out your schedule. Like one, I mean, a software system I use all the time for my personal scheduling is called Calendly, and they have a free and a, a paid service. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes. But they have a free and a paid service, and even with the free service, it'll sync to your calendar. You can define times that you're available, and and this makes it so convenient for a customer to to work with your company, especially over the internet when they're hanging out. You know. At home, I think about like if my if my neighbor's in his boxer shorts at ten o'clock at night. You know how cool would it be for for him to be able to schedule an appointment with a professional to come out to their house or to schedule a service call for their fireplace? These are things we got to be pushing into to make it easy. So, you know, for me, just listening to it, I know that we're in the thick of the season and things are really difficult right now. But it doesn't change the fact that that these are lies that are hurting our business. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash 
It's Fire Time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash It's Fire Time. And if you haven't followed the Fire Time Magazine podcast yet, you absolutely have to. We've created a sister podcast that's the Fire Time Magazine. And every single month, we're going to be publishing every article in the Fire Time Magazine starting in January just to make it easier for folks who are on the road who can't sit down and and read the magazine. We want to make it easy. But while we're in between podcast seasons now, I'm going to continue to go through articles that have been impactful to me and give you my rapid reaction to it. So I hope you got value out of this and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Fire Time Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all into buying.